the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. I said, I will confess my transgressions, S on it, because I got more than one, to the Lord, and you forgive the iniquity of my sin. Once you deal with the sin factor in your life, then the joy comes. D, genuine joy only comes to those who live in pursuit of Christ instead of the things of this world. Genuine joy comes to those who live in pursuit of Christ instead of the things of this world. 1 John 2, 15a says, do not love the world or the things in the world. Beloved, if you attempt to seek joy through money, and you lose the money, your joy is just gone. You, you seek joy through power, power comes and power goes. Position, popularity, prestige. Only time you can get joy is when the party is on or when you're at the club or when you're at the, around the bar having alcohol and a happy hour. That's no joy. Happy hour. Happy hour? Think how stupid that sounds. Let's go to happy hour. Are you going to happy hour? One hour up. Now you're miserable again. That's short-lived. And some of you seek joy through relationships. You invest all your time in a friend, a person, lifetime, this or that, certain relationships, and it goes south. And all of a sudden, you give up, throw in the towel, you're spiritually dry, in spiritual regression, disenchanted, and disillusioned. Because you put all your hopes and dreams in a particular person for whatever reason. And they let you down. And that's why God says, keep your eyes on Jesus. How do I restore the joy of the Lord in my life? Apart from forgiving those who have hurt or wronged you, there can be no joy. Apart from forgiving those who have hurt or wronged you, there can be no joy. Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind to one another. It didn't say be mean to one another. It didn't say avoid one another. Be kind to one another. Be compassionate. Even when they're wrong, be compassionate. Forgiving each other. If you can't forgive, 
it's going to affect you and imprison you. Just as God in Christ also has forgiven you, you forgive the other person regardless of what they have done. F, refuse to embrace or receive negative or hurtful words spoken about you from others. That'll steal your joy every time. Refuse to embrace or receive negative or hurtful words spoken about you from others. It's always somebody that's not going to like you. Always be, it's going to always be somebody going to talk behind your back. How you doing, sister so-and-so? Ooh, did you see her lipstick? It was all over her face. Refuse to embrace or receive negative or hurtful words spoken about you from others. We are not only to take captive every satanic thought that comes into our mind, but we are also to take captive every spoken word, every spoke that Satan through people, uses through people for the purpose of destroying our peace. Now, Satan can, Satan can come against our minds with satanic thoughts, and then Satan can use people to say some of the most damnable things about you and against you. That's right. And if you embrace it, it sets you back, gives you low self-esteem, and steals your joy. 2 Corinthians 10, 5b says, and we take captive every thought to make it obedience to Christ. And I love Ephesians 6, 16, which says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. That's part of the armory with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Who's the evil one? The devil. And the devil will use all kinds of people to say some evil things against you. They don't even know you. They don't even know you like that. Never ate with you. Never had lunch with you. They're just saying what somebody else say. They haven't even validated it. And you bite into it, it is so destructive. And it wipes you out if you embrace it. G, you cannot have restoration of joy. You cannot have restoration of joy apart from possessing a thankful heart. You cannot have a... Restoration of, of joy apart from possessing a thankful heart. Psalms 106 verse 1 says, Praise the Lord, O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Only when you get quiet before the Lord are you reminded of his goodness toward you, which ushers in a spirit of gratitude and joy. All of us should be thankful for a brand new year. All of us should be thankful for God's provision, God's protection, All of us should be thankful for God's healing, God's guidance, God's deliverance, and so much more. Psalms 106 verse 1 says, praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For he is good. For he is good. Beloved, a thankful heart produces the joy of the Lord. We get back to the original numbers. Listen, being still breaks and delivers us from the bondage of addiction. And that's what fasting and prayer is all about, being delivered from all kinds of addictions. Being still breaks and delivers us from the power of addictions. Luke 4, 18 says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. So many are held captive. I'm talking about believers now. That the blind will see. 
that the oppressed will be set free. Beloved, there are so many who are held captive by addictions and even struggle with them to this very day. Many are addicted to gambling, drugs, opioids, alcohol, sexual immorality, addicted to pornography, gossip, lying, negative talk, overeating, nicotine, caffeine, sweets, overworking, television, and shopping, to name a few. Meditating on the word of God, fasting, and prayer, being determined to be disciplined, self-disciplined, along with accountability, is the surest way to break stubborn addictions. I said again, meditating on the word of God, fasting and praying, self-discipline, and accountability is the surest way to break stubborn habits, stubborn addictions. And finally, but not the least, being still before the Lord will allow the Holy Spirit to use you to encourage and comfort those who are grieving the death of family and friends and give them hope. If you experience the death of family and friends this year and even last year, why don't you just stand up for just a moment in the presence of God? Let's see who you are. Friends, family, and loved ones. And I raise my hand. Okay, look at all of these. Just look around. And if you're not standing, I don't want to be a bearer of bad news. You could be standing this time next year. If the Lord permits you to enter next year, you may be seated in the presence of God. Let me say this. I want you to hear me. I want you. This is the last point. I want you to hear me well. Being still before the Lord will allow the Holy Spirit to use you to encourage and comfort those who are grieving the death of family and friends and give them hope. I know you can all agree with me that every time we look around, we hear of one death report after another. Before we can get over one person's death, we hear of another. We need to share with others that death is a reality of life. And that all of us should prepare for our imminent departure by sharing Christ with them and letting them know there is hope beyond the grave. Death presents a tremendous evangelistic opportunity to give people Jesus, especially when they are in deep grief, deep emotional distraught, especially when they are searching for answers in the midst of death. The word of God is comforting. The word of God is reassuring. For those of us who are grieving the death of loved ones, allow me to give you scriptures of comfort and assurance and hope. Just jot the reference down. You'll not be able to read it all, but you can read it in your quiet time. I've been reading this over and over. It's been so soothing to my heart. Just amazingly soothing. Let me give you these scriptures. Romans 8, 38, 39 says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Not even the death of a loved one, not not a virus, not any of those things can separate us from the love of God. Revelation 14, 13 says, then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, right 
Bless other dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Philippians chapter one, verses 21 through 23 says, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. For I am hard pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Second Timothy four, seven through eight says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Revelation 21, four says, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. No more death, no more tears, no more burials, no more cremations, no more funeral homes, no more needles, no more viruses, no more hate, no more taxes, no more weight gain, no more loss of memory. No more lacks. Perfect bliss, perfect unity. Never a need. No hate, no racism, no ugliness. Always right words spoken in due time. That's staggering. John 11, 25 and 26 says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? I'm the resurrection. I speak, men die. I speak again, they rise up and live. And even when they die, they live because death is not the end. It is a transition. If you know not the Lord, it's a transition to hell. If you know the Lord, it's a transition to heaven. Only two ways and two paths. He who believes in me, the Lord Jesus, though he may die, he shall live. Your loved ones, if they are living, they are living now. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Even though I die, you might see me in the, the, the remains of me in the casket. I am just, I'm more alive than unhindered by all of the, the, the baggage, the luggage, and all the stuff of this world. The, I'm at the zenith of my capacity of living when I'm in heaven. Yeah, I like that great passage. I conclude with this. First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18 says, but I do not want you to be ignorant. Brethren, he's talking to believers here when he says brethren. And that, when he say brethren, this is not just talking to men. This, this is in general for men and women alike concerning those who have fallen asleep. That's not like taking a nap. That's die. 
falling asleep. That's death. Lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him, with him, those who sleep in Jesus. In other words, when he comes, he's coming with all those that we've been mourning and crying over. He's going, when he comes, he's coming with them. They're alive. Verse 15, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. I can say hallelujah to that. You know what? I mean, listen, if we're still living down here and when the rapture comes and snatches us up, when we get up there, we'll find them already there. With God already there. Why? How you know that? Because of the scriptures. For we, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. First. Then we who are alive. That's us. And remain shall be caught up. You want to say, I don't believe in a rapture. Well, you better, you better erase this out of the scripture because there it is right there. Put rapture right there. Ra- caught up. When? I got to be talking here. And, uh, and then all, all of a sudden you, you're on the plane, you're in the car, you're in the doctor's office, you're at SeaWorld with Shamu. <laughs> Whoever's left here, prepare for the great tribulation. Matter of fact, you can go on and be the pastor of this church if you want to. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Y'all can have it. I'm out of here. I'm with the true church. Y'all can go and play church. You've been playing all along, so go and play church. I'm out of here. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. That's the rapture. Say caught up. Caught up. Caught up. Now you write rapture. Right. They don't let anybody tell you there's not a rapture. They lying to you. Together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. His feet not even going to touch the ground at the rapture. That's at the second coming. When Jesus come and stop in the middle of the air, that's not the second coming. He's coming with the saints and he's coming for the church that remains down here. And then he takes them to heaven. And thus we shall look always be with the Lord. There'll be a, there won't be a moment in time. Matter of fact, there'll be no time. Time will be no more. We will always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Beloved, if you believe and embrace these scriptural promises, they will bring peace, comfort, hope, and assurance to grieving hearts. It will also help you to live in freedom, spiritual freedom, and to move on into God's destiny for your life, even though your loved one has departed. If they could talk to you now, oh God, you know what they'll say to you? Weep just a little bit, but not without hope. 
I don't want you moaning and groaning over me five years later. I'm enjoying myself and you in misery. What a poor testimony you are. Sober up and look to Jesus and fulfill the destiny for which God has called you in these latter evil day times. And all God's children said, amen. Amen. And all God's children said, can you say hallelujah? Can you say hallelujah? In that great getting up morning, fare you well, fare you well. In that great getting up morning, fare you well, fare you well. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound for me. On that bright and cloudless morn, his face I'll see. When the saved of the earth shall gather up in the air, when the roll is called of yonder, I'll be there. Can you say hallelujah? I'll be there. And all God's children said, we're going to do something. This has been a strange day, very strange day. Oh, God. Those of you who have had loved ones to go be with the Lord and you want prayer, could be a friend, lifetime friend, loved one, relative, member, mother, father, aunt, uncle, brother. Just come stand here and I want to pray over you. And that, that includes me too. You know, my brother just went to Jesus, to be with Jesus just a few weeks ago. And some of you mothers and fathers, and sisters and brothers and uncles and aunts, friends, I can't call them all. Some left so suddenly, you, you, you just left paralyzed. And some you saw, some of your loved ones, you saw them ebbing away and you were preparing yourself because you know that day was getting so close. I want y'all to point your hands toward them now as I pray over them. And Father, we thank you for these who are here who've had loved ones to transition. I pray that you help them right now. Lord, we miss them. We miss them some terribly. We thank you, Father, for allowing them to be a gift from you to us and allow our lives to intersect. Comfort these with the words that were just read. May they realize you are their blessed hope, their blessed assurance, and their blessed peace. And may their departure serve notice on all of us that we too need to prepare for our imminent departure to take care of unfinished business for the, for the master. For these who are here who know you're not or don't have a church home or maybe they don't even know they are saved, I pray, oh God, that they get saved today because death doesn't give us a notice. It just comes suddenly, unexpectedly, unannounced. Father, be our peace right now. Be our comforter right now. Be our help right now. And we can look forward to the future knowing that one day you're going to wipe away our tears. 
And when they come, when we are snatched from here, we'll find them already there with you in the middle of the air. And we shall ever be with the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, here's here's the second group, and then we'll be done. Perhaps you're struggling with an addiction. I don't know what what that addiction is, but you know what that addiction is. When I'm praying for them, you who are watching virtually, I hope you were standing on your feet because perhaps you had a loved one, a friend, to depart as well. But if you're struggling with addictions, and we, you know what they all are. We've called many of them. Couldn't, can't call all of them. You say, well, I just built it back up there. I got to come back. Hey, I want to be free. You want to be free, you come back and stand right here in the name of Jesus. Believe in God for a radical spiritual deliverance. So those who are having addictions and you want to be liberated during this 40 days of fasting and prayer, you come stand up here now unashamedly. And watch God work miracles in your life. But you got to believe and you can't be ashamed. Will you come right now and stand before God? You who are watching virtually, you know what your addictions are. You've been struggling and struggling and struggling. And you keep falling back into the same old pattern. And you're tired. God wants to emancipate you. Let's stop playing games. We all, we haven't been here like we've been that pretty and that holy and that right. We've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And God will bless your, let me tell you something. God will bless your transparency. You hear what I just said? God will bless your transparency. And Father, we do pray for these who have come. Father, many are addicted and don't know they're addicted. They talk too much. Many talk too much. Many many addicted to being too loud. Many addicted to gossip. Many addicted to hate, racial prejudice. So many addicted to anger and a critical spirit, a judgmental spirit. Oh God, to sports, to cell phones and texting and social media to lying to themselves. Oh God, I pray that you strip us to negative thinking, to being mean. Father, whatever it is, break it. Tobacco, alcohol, gambling, pornography, and so much more. Break it, Lord. A controlling spirit, materialism, a workaholic, in Jesus' name, amen. Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, 
please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.